Gluck auf Leute. Before we get into today's podcast, I do want to give a quick shout out to Football Culture on YouTube. They made a fantastic video on the Riviera Derby history. It's called From Minds to Matches. Uh, we collaborated with them uh, to talk about uh, the Schalke side of things and give this video a follow, a watch, a like, and make sure you subscribe to Football Culture. All the information and links are in the description of this podcast, both on YouTube and here on your audio devices. So give them some love. Enjoy today's episode. Blau-Weiß, ein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me as always on this uh, Misery Blues Monday podcast, uh, Jack Mangan. Jack, how are we doing? False. It is a victory Monday, and it is a victory Monday because not a single Schalke player scored against us. That's true. Despite six goals coming in. So I think I think that's a win in my book. That's one for the trophy case. And Dortmund didn't win the title this weekend, so that's another win. There's that as well. All right. I, I like well. it. Ha- ha- happy to be of service um, <laughs> in, in that regard. No, listen, man. Like, I'm not bothered by that result at all. We no. talked in the lead up to this one. This is what we expected. You know, I expected, like, it probably at least 4-0. I'm not happy about 6-0, but, like, you know, this <laughs> is very much within what I expected this game to be. Um, I mean, look, you're <laughs> you're talking about, you know, Kingsley Coman and Cancelo going to work against Yoshida. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, Keenan Caramon on one of the goals. This is not, I'm sorry, the, the, the goal for the quality of these squads, it's, it's ridiculous. So um, this, this is not a game we should win. Honestly, I'm surprised after, you know, the way that we've played against like Bayern and, and Leipzig this season, I'm surprised that we've played Dortmund as close as we have. Maybe that's the magic of the Derby, but anyway, I'm fine. How are you doing? Uh, this result is what I expected. Yeah, uh, I'm good. I mean, I hate Byron, but not necessarily Byron. I hate the way we play against Byron. And I hate Thomas Muller. Is who I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish like we would have played better. I I like you. I I figure we're gonna lose <coughs> six nothing. Not that the, the forecast that I was projecting, but I figured we would lose. Um, and the reason I don't like losing like this is because what that does mentally for us for the remaining two games. Um, we got two big games on the horizon, uh, and having a six nothing. Punch in the mouth does not help things. Now, now on the flip side, the last time we lost by this excessive of a margin, we, we kind of bounced back really quickly, really well. That was against uh, Union Berlin, uh, where we lost 6-1, I think, or yeah, 6-1 in that game. We came back and played pretty well the next game with a draw. Um, a draw would be okay this next game, but ideally we need a win against Frankfurt. Um, some results went our way this weekend. You know, you mentioned already some some positives for why this could be a victory Monday. Um, other other reasons, uh, oh, my thing moved around but uh some other results that went our way i guess you could say leipzig was went our way not that Werder Bremen's anyway anywhere near us it's just that leipzig maybe locked up their champions league spot so maybe they won't play all their, their best 11 <laughs> we'll see um let's see um Bochum, oh, that didn't go our way Bochum won 3-2 against augsburg ridiculous augsburg hertha officially eliminated i think right i lost 5-2 to cone uh hoffenheim lost to wolfsburg 2-1 th- uh, and um 
if you wonder what Frankfurt did, uh, they won three nothing against Mainz. So um, yeah, that to look forward to this weekend. But uh, we're still in it. We're in the playoff spot in the relegation uh, relegation spot at the moment. Um, one point I think above Stuttgart because they drew this weekend, and then well, we're like ten points ahead of Hertha or whatever it is. But we're within. If we get three points, we'd leap for all two teams. So I mean, anything is. Yeah, happen. I think, and I think the only thing I would take issue with what you said is that I mean, for me, the Frankfurt game is a must win, and I know mathematically it's not a must win. There's so many teams in place. I mean, technically, even even Werder Bremen up in 12th place are within touching distance, yeah. within two results. You know, if for some reason they were to lose two games, I mean, they're at 35, Schalke's at 30. You could potentially jump them. That's not going to happen naturally. But I'm saying, you know, so there's a lot of there's a lot of teams in play here. But I mean, ultimately, I don't expect Leipzig. That, that game to be much different from the Bayern game. It's possible it will be. I don't expect it to be. Now, that's not saying that I expect Frankfurt to be some sort of great game either. Frankfurt's yeah. not been in particularly great form over the past, you know, seven, eight games or so overall. I think, you know, if there's if there's an opponent you're targeting in the final three games, it's certainly Frankfurt. I think we have to pick up three points. Um, that Even that doesn't guarantee that we're not, that we're not ultimately in like 16th and in the playing game. But I think we need at least three points to kind of probably – feel pretty comfortable about not being in the bottom two. That could still happen as well. Um, but you, know, yeah. you, look, you look at like Stuttgart's schedule, for example, the final two games of the season, they're playing Mainz. Mainz is kind of on a slide right now. They lost to us. They just lost this past week to Frankfurt, who we're playing next week. Yeah. But, you know, that Mainz game is not going to be easy for them. However, they're also playing Hoffenheim the final week of the season, which Ooh. could be winnable for them. Ooh. So there's easily a scenario where they could, you know, they're, they're one point behind us right now. They could draw Mainz. They could get a result to get Mainz. They could get, they could get three points against Hoffenheim. They could have four points on the table, potentially, maybe more. Yeah. Um, for me, it, it, the Frankfurt game is a must win. Um, and if if we don't, I mean, maybe a draw helps us somehow. And we, you know, if we tie with Bulkham and Bulkham don't, you know, don't do anything. But for me, yeah, I think it's good night unless that that's three points next week. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think uh, the Leipzig result is going to be probably similar to what we see against Bayern. So really, our, it's a must win against Frankfurt. Anything we get against Leipzig will be just be icing on the cake. Um, if we get anything out of that game. So, yeah, I, I, we have to focus full on that. And what doesn't help us is that Marius Boulter picked up his, what, fifth yellow of the season or fifth fifth in a row or whatever. And so um, he's out for that game. Our best player by far is not going to be in the game, and somebody's going to have to step up. Um, I don't know where we're going to get this from. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if Raul's available or Huntelar, but uh, we're certainly going to need somebody to step up big time. And it's a must win, uh, as you said. And so um, – have to get a result just just to almost guarantee we're not in the bottom two. Um, I think play a, a relegation playoff spot is at least giving us a chance against Hamburg or whomever's in third place. But man, we cannot afford two losses in a row here to end the season. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, the Bolter thing is highly unfortunate. Um, I don't want to be too galaxy brain and try to suggest that he shouldn't have been playing against Byron, but like at the same time, like, yeah. I mean, I understand that you have to try to win these games, but yeah, the fact that he's on four yellow cards going into a match that you think is almost certainly not going to go your way, uh, I think there's an argument to be made that he should have been on the bench in that game. Um, but I'm sure, you know, there's a million scenarios in which that's the wrong decision. But uh, anyway, like I said, you know, the Frankfurt game is the game that I think we have to target to win. And now we're going to be without arguably our best player of the season uh, in that fixture. And, you know, somebody who's, you know, been able to prove this year that he can um, affect things on on the goal scoring sheet, and that's without you yeah. know a striker centrally who's attracting attention away from him. You know what I mean? Um, if yeah. this was you know uh, another game, I mean, sorry, another season in the Bundesliga, 
where we were in a more normal situation. Let's say we were a mid-table team or even fighting for Europe. Um, and we had like a normal striker. If you had, if you had the kind of production that Bolter's had this season, ultimately, out of somebody on like your left wing, you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, and like Temple oh, yeah. schools, whatever. I mean, you know that that's not a bad contribution from a, from like a player in that in that kind of a role. So, um, yeah, highly unfortunate that he's not going to be available for Frankfurt. It's going to have to be an X man up situation. Our depth isn't great, but you know we'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe Tim Scarker comes in. You know, maybe somebody else, and uh, you know we're able to play a big role. Yeah, no, no absolutely. We're going to need somebody to come up and do that. Um, Something you had said that triggered a thought. Now I lost it, but uh, probably wasn't important anyway. <laughs> and in the grand scheme of things, um, yeah, it, you know, we got to give ourselves a fighting chance, and we want to be at least at least in the 16th spot. We we'd rather be out of the the, the bottom three. But um, if you had to pick one of those, you know, if you had to had to do one, you'd do the 16th spot right over nothing. Um, but we'll see. It's a it's a long way to go. It, it's a must win game. And I think like sometimes I don't remember what I was gonna say. You know, we were talking about sitting out Bolter. Um, at times, you know, every now and then you hear uh, somebody saying, oh, that manager is playing 3D chess. This is an occasion where you want Bryce to play 3D chess, where he's going to say, oh, I'm thinking ahead here. Bench Bolter, uh, bring somebody else in, and then you have him available for Frankfurt. But, uh, you know, hey, like I said, sometimes he's got to w- go for the win. Uh, realistically, trying to beat Byron, it was not going to be not going to happen. And so, you know, you to think Frankfurt's probably the game that's more likely, not necessarily likely, but more likely uh, than Byron. And so you got to kind of, Count your, don't catch your chickens for you know before they hatch. So uh, we didn't do that. We got to live with that, and we'll see what happens. Um, hey, maybe CD Sunday makes it a start, and he gets going <laughs> for us. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it, you know the crazy thing about the Bundesliga this year. It's it's very very level this year, right? You got the top the top teams are obviously the top two teams are within a point of each other, but you know the, there's Union Berlin, Freiburg, Wolfsburg. Leverkusen and Frankfurt all about challenging for Champions League slash Europa League spots. Uh, and then at the bottom, you got, well, you know, outside of Hertha Berlin, you got between uh, Stuttgart, Schalke, Bochum, Hoffenheim, Augsburg, and Werder Bremen. They're all within six points. It's ridiculously tight this year, uh, top to bottom. And, um, I mean, anything can happen these last two weeks. We have the most difficult schedule, I think, of all the bottom six. Um, and so we're, we – if we want to stay up, a miracle is going to have to happen, honestly, and we'll see what happens. And I'm not looking forward to next year. Well, I am looking forward to next year if we stay up, but then if we go to fight the league, I am not looking forward to that. So we'll see. Um, yeah, man, it's difficult. Like you said, someone's going to step up in Bulter's place. Kataman hasn't really shown me anything this year. Um, had like what one or two good games. Um, I mean, the whole team just looked from, you know, so. I, on our Discord channel, someone was showing the ratings of the game between Byron and Chaka. Rating them one to six. Six being the worst, one being the best. Major all of our players were five and sixes, right? Uh, they were they were bad. Schwaloff uh, was bad. The defenders were terrible. Midfielders were non-existent. I mean, just 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 nothing good to say about that game other than Dortmund did win the title. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I mean, I mean, look, I mean, as I kind of mentioned <clears throat> off the top, I mean, look at it this way: you have. Um, somebody like Kaminsky, you have Yoshida, and you have Seb Vandenberg, who, although you know, much much rangier and more youthful and energetic, and who also has you know played well since returning. This is still like what, like his third game in the past yeah. six, you know, months. six months, you know what I mean, or something like that. And like, yeah. and he has to go up against Bayern. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really holding that against him, but yeah, all of them. I mean, like, what's I think Kaminsky in possession does some nice things sometimes. Um, yeah. his ability to you know to move the ball around, I think, is legitimately useful, even at a Bundesliga level to some extent for a team like Schalke. But, um, yeah, when you have 
you know, whether it's, you know, Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané, you know, running at you, you know, later in the game, you know, Musiala uh, at times. Um, it's just we can't cope with that. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny that, like, you know, Goretzka wasn't, you know, playing later or anything like that. But I, I'm I saying, like, that's that he, he was in there. If he would be in there, it's kind of like probably to control the game a little bit more and provide some balance, I think. And they mm-hmm. were just like, no, it's going to be Musiala and it's going to be all the, you know what I mean? Like, in yeah. I think that was the right approach in this game, obviously, is, you know, um, when you have that big of an athletic advantage, that only puts us in worse situations where then their technical advantage can also shine through even more, you know, in their decision making yeah. and their things because they, ha- they have us on skates at certain points. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, it's exactly what I expected in this match. Um, it's not fair to have, like, I, you know, Kingsley come on Cancelo on the left hand side going up into Yoshida at, you know, 35 or whatever his age is at this point. I forget. Um, it's yeah, it's not a good combination. And. Shwalov, I don't know. Um, you know, right right before the, the Kimmich penalty, he was like, you know, smacking his hands together to get hyped up. And the second I saw that, I'm like, well, Kimmich's gonna score that now. I mean, like, trying to scare him, trying to scare him, maybe. I don't know. But I was like, oh, Shwalov's like mildly. Maybe he's trying to hype himself up. I don't know. But when I, when I saw him doing that, I was like, this is just this okay. Is, uh, this that's is the one. That's the one thing I do want to talk about in the game is that um, Byron are good enough. They're good enough, and they don't need help from the referees. I think this is me personally. I think referee called a soft penalty there did bruner touch him whoever the hell it was the player barnes player in the face yes was it a foul no i mean he, he tried to get in the way tried to put his arm to get ahead of him and, and the guy goes down like a freaking ton of bricks um i thought that was a weak penalty byron don't need any help to beat us they can score six goals without the referee's help uh that that, that i mean not that we were gonna win that game at all it probably would end up six nothing anyway but don't call soft penalties against us it's already hard enough as it is for us like yeah i, th- I think the argument is like would that have been a foul if it was if it took place sort of in the middle of the pitch? And if so, then it should also be a foul in the box, even if it results in a penalty to some extent. My thing is, if you look, I couldn't even tell by the replay, but it almost looked like he kind of like went into his shoulder first, then slid up into his face more than making like direct face contact. So I think I think for him to to fall down completely in the way he did was a little bit was a little bit dramatic. Um, I don't think yeah. he was really hurt at all, but You're because shot. of his facial contact, he went down. If he actually get poked in the eye or something and was injured by that, then, you know, obviously I, I, I retract that, yeah. but yeah, I, I can understand. Um, it's the kind of thing that, you can't do when you're playing Bayern if you want to have a chance of getting a result against them. They're going to beat you anyway. You can't give them. You can't give them moments like that. And as we always say, don't put yourself in that situation where the referee has to get involved, right? We so. said that last week or the week before. You know, Every week, yeah, the Mainz game, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, is that questionable? Is that soft? Yeah. Do I feel bad for Mainz fans? Don't give the VAR, you know, or the ref the excuse yeah. to, to step in and, and have to make that decision. Um, be smarter with where you put your hands. It's that simple. You mentioned Stuttgart's last two games, Volkham's last two games against Hertha. And uh, Leverkusen, eh, say what you want to say about that. Um, look at Hoffenheim's last two games. You mentioned Stuttgart already. Uh, they also play Union Berlin. So that's a that's a difficult game because their team playing, trying to get the Champions League spot there. Uh, and if you just want to play devil's advocate, uh, not that it matters, but Augsburg at this point, uh, their last two games are against Dortmund and Gladbach. So whew, hey, maybe they have the worst two games left. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, are the teams just in and around us. I mean, look. The the best scenario for us is is we we grab three points against Frankfurt. Um, Hoffenheim loses to uh, Union Berlin, as you said. Union Berlin still has something to play for, you know, down to the end here. Um, and then Stuttgart finds a way to get a result against them at the end of the week. In that situation, we'd stay get it. We'd stay ahead of Stuttgart and we jump Hoffenheim. 
um, yeah. and be uh, be back into actual like you know definitive safety positions. Yeah. Um, so there's one possible scenario to to, to pray for if you're uh, so inclined. But um, yeah, endless endless possibilities here at the end, as we said earlier, all the way up to. But I mean, I'm not saying that we're really within touching distance of Vader Bremen, like realistically. But no. um, you know, five points all the way up to twelfth right now from where we stand. So um, very yeah. close. A lot of teams involved. So we'll see. I mean, obviously the game against Frankfurt's coming up. Um, they're in eighth position. It's not. I, I wish they had a little bit less points because they have nothing to play for. But they still are within arm's reach of Europa League. Um, Leverkusen three points ahead of them, and the Wolfsburg, who hold that last spot, are also on forty nine points. So I mean, technically they get a win or maybe two wins here at the end of the season. They're in a really good position. Um, so they're gonna be playing for everything, right? Uh, them and Leipzig. So it's not gonna be easy behind the stretch. They obviously have some really good players. Um, Obviously, with a uh, Kolomoani lead best assist man in the league this year, you know one of the uh, stars of the league this year. Um, they got some talent on on Frankfurt. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And it's at home for us. Last game for us at home. Um, we're gonna need that. We're gonna need that 12th man, 13th that's man. What I mean, like that, that's what I'm saying. Is like this entire thing feels like it's set up for Frankfurt to be the decisive match. Yes. Um, you yeah. would you would expect, hopefully, Salazar to be a huge presence in that game. Um, we're gonna need that X factor. We, yeah, he's gonna need um, to step up. I think. Yeah, Scarco would be nice. I mean, anybody outside of that, but you, someone like a a Drexler and a Salas are gonna have to step up. I mean, why not play both of them to start the game at this point? You know. Um, but yeah, that has to be that game we have to focus on. All chips on here. You know, if someone's on else is on four yellow, the hell, play with them, play them now because you know. Yeah. Also, if, if there's if there's a moment for us to get like a, a vintage Thomas away on performance. A la, like you know, his yeah. best of last season. It would be, it would be this weekend against Frankfurt. If we could find that, that would be useful. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Fortunately, not not too many other you know absences or injuries outside of uh, just uh, Jens and um, uh, who we were just talking about, whose name is escaping me now. Is that Vandenberg? Uh, Bolter, sorry. Bolter, yeah, yeah. Bolter. Um, and then uh, also uh, Ralph Fairman back in training currently is he back for the frankfurt game do we want to throw him into the frankfurt game after being away from injury i think you probably do unless you really want like you it's know hey, full of has had like a, a run of games fairman's coming off injury and isn't fresh don't throw him in there in a must-win game that's a decision to make but if fairman's healthy it's going to be awfully tempting my friend um i mean Shvolo's not getting you anything that's what the I mean, if it's up to me, you know, a healthy fairman starts no matter what over Shulov. It just night and day, it seems like. And I, I didn't think I'd be saying this, you know, six, 12 months ago, but we are saying this, and fairman's kind of earned that spot now. Um, this is ultimately up to Thomas Rice, right? And see how he, how he, how he's healing in practice. But I think if he's anywhere near 100%, you got to play him. I mean, this, like you said, like we said, this is a must win game. You throw all your chips in there and hope for the best. I mean, worst case scenario, he gets hurt in the game and you bring a show off, right? Um, but you got to have your best players out there no matter what. Uh, I see Diggler saying, who's going to score for us? That's the million-dollar question. We don't know. But someone needs to step up. And it's got to be probably two or three guys to step up. You know? Nice be fr- you know, Fry to bag another one. I think only like one goal for us so far, maybe two. Yeah. Um, Tarada, come on, man. This is this is it for you in the Bundesliga. Crawl, you know. this could be your, your swan song here. Crawl, you know. Yeah, or Tom Kraus, your swan song with Schalke in front of the home crowd. Could be the last time in his career that he plays in a Royal Blue kit at the Veltons Arena. In the Bundesliga. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, he may, we're, not, we're not keeping it if we go down. I mean, there's no way that's happening. No, no. I'm saying we're, we won't be back in the Bundesliga for a while. He's going to stay in the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, if we don't stay up, there is no like, a 0% chance that he stays with us and he's 
probably never playing for Schalke again. So, I mean, like, this Correct. is maybe his last game in a Schalke kit at the Veltons Arena. He is going to be motivated. I mean, like, I mean, th- no one needs any extra motivation. They're all professionals. They understand the situation, you know, better than we do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's just going to – we need some magic. I think today, potentially, or maybe yesterday, was the one-year anniversary of that, like, half, you know, midfield shot from Salazar. That was um, – today i think i think it was today yeah yes. so yeah. i mean that was the kind of vibes we need i think heading into the frankfurt game i mean we, yeah we some magic so any uh, kind of magic yeah hopefully the team can provide it <laughs> oh my goodness uh yeah this is going to be obviously a short podcast because we don't really want to talk about the damn byron game and, and the result we kind of knew it was going to happen like you said but uh the main thing we we, we talked relegation already it's we got to we control our own destiny to an extent. I mean, we, we show up against Frankfurt, we get a win against Frankfurt, then that's a little bit easier for us as opposed to a loss. Uh, and then we're just like, <laughs> all right, let's start pitching our tickets to fight the Liga because um, Leipzig game is probably going to be a similar result to Bayern. I would I would imagine at this point. So we'll see. Uh, game is on Saturday, uh, nine thirty my time, eight thirty Chicago land time. Um, yeah, uh, all to play for here. It's this is the must win. We've been saying must win all season, but this is the must win right here. It absolutely is. Um, can't say it enough, I guess. And um, I don't know, man. Anything else you want to chat about for child um, or anything? Kind of off topic to what we were just talking about a second all ago, right. but since since this is a short podcast and we have time, there's a comment from um, Aaron via Facebook where he's just saying, "I don't understand what people see in Yoshida. He's old. He's awful. Bad signing." Um, I mean, first of all. Those were pretty much your words exactly when we picked them up, Richard, because you've seen them at Southampton, you know, in the past, you know, another team you've seen. But I guess what I would say is, like, what do we see in him? We see him as that he's available and willing to play for Schalke. This is a team that had, once again, we lost Itakura um, in the offseason, you know, Malik Chow to AC Milan, no longer in the picture. Um, You know, we basically retained Kaminsky from our sort of mainstays last season. That's it. Uh, you know, we have a limited budget moving into the Bundesliga. This is a guy that at least has experience playing in, in you know, top flights across Europe, uh, you know, whether it's the Premier League or, you know, in Serie A. Um, so I, I think I think it made sense to some extent, obviously, you know, to, to bring in a wise old head to pair with some of the more youthful and experienced players and try to get some sort of synergy there and some sort of combination that that results in it. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think I think the. A game against Bayern is not the best time to judge him once again. Yep. I mean, at this point in his career, playing with the people he's playing around, having to try to, you know, handle the attack that is that is Bayern Munich is, I think, really not a fair ask of him at this point. So um, I'm not blaming him specifically for that loss, even though, yes, he did make a number of mistakes and was involved in a lot of the goals. 100%. Uh, by the way, this is a complete happenstance where I wear a Ramstein shirt to a, a, a German podcast, a Shaka podcast. So I just a fortunate accent there for me. But uh, yeah, um, you know, I I was probably, I probably am outside of Aaron here. Um, Yoshida's biggest critic when we signed him. I was like, what the hell are we doing? You know, I, like I said, I've seen him for the last decade. I know what exactly what Splitter brings. At his worst, it's what we saw at Byron, right? Back pass to the goalie only five feet away that the goalie was 400 yards away and you give a breakaway to Serge Gnabry. But at his best, what we've seen is that he's been a calming influence in the back. Um, whoever he's been paired with um, in the early part of the season and eventually with Jens, that he's been the 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 mature one, the, the guy who can read the game very well. He doesn't have to do too much, and maybe that's what his struggle was early on, was that he tried to do too much. Um, and so he just, had, he just played within his game, his capabilities, and then we saw a, a, a decent defender. Uh, and he was helping out us a lot. 
I think it was a big reason of the ups that we had. You have to attribute uh, Yoshida's defensive capabilities um, and 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 play uh, to doing well defensively. And obviously, with Jens, we were doing quite well with that pairing for a bit. Yeah, yeah, by, by far our best, best, by far our best uh, defensive yeah. pairing this season. Um, but you know, like I said, Yoshida is is on the older side. He's never been fast. Um, he was a little bit a little bit quicker when he was at Southampton uh, back in the day, but uh, he still has the reading of the game. Uh, he's still, you know, the captain of the of the, of the, the Blue Samurai. Um, again, you can you're only as good as the people around you. Um, you know, like Simon Torota, 30, 30 goals last year. What three goals this year? Four goals this year? Um, Bulter is the only one who's been like kind of level between the two two leagues. Uh, but most of our guys dropped off, and like for the whole team, with any you could say it's about any player on the team is like. You don't have the support, you're not going to do well. It just it's plain and simple, right? Uh, and so we haven't really had the help defensively. Like Bruner has been okay for the most part of the season. We really had no left back for a majority of the season because it, it rotated between three, four guys. Um, center back which, rotating, which was, which was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. Because because Oyama is one of the few people that we we retained from that that title winning side last year that we actually felt good about making the transition to the Bundesliga, and that has not worked out at all, unfortunately. That's got to be one of the disappointments of the season, though. I mean, like, that's one of the uh, – we thought maybe – what was it? Salazar, I think, and, and Oyan would be the two guys we wouldn't have to worry about this year. And Salazar has been up and down, but Oyan's has been non-existent this year for whatever reason. Yes, he's yeah. been injured, but that's been the biggest disappointment because we thought, for sure, our left back is locked up, and he's played maybe, like, a handful of games, if that. That mostly comes from substitution roles, and it's really been an 18-year-old kid, Urunan, uh, Matriciani, you know, stepping up and playing off his position. Uh, and maybe a couple other guys sprinkled here and there. Um, Tobias Moore, right? Um, that seems like ages ago that he played with us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a you know something. Things we thought were sure bets coming into the season have not panned out whatsoever. Um, Tarota is another one, right? We thought he's going to yeah. give us at least ten goals this year, and we didn't see that. Well, I mean, yeah, we we, we were optimistic. Optimistic, we, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that was a false hope potentially, but. But yeah. even even on the striker, right? Like uh, like Poulter, Poulter, who averages ten goals a year in the Bundesliga, even under Rice, and again this year doesn't get the service, doesn't score any goals. He was like one goal this year, maybe two. Um, yeah, and yeah, to be fair, he's been in the super sub role a lot. But I, yeah, I, I understand the point you're making. There's people that have had some sort of level of production, and yeah, with, I mean, the worse your teammates are, the worse sort of the situation around you. The the you know the the more it's going to affect your ability to produce. It's not just about like what is your standard. Go out and do the standard. Um, obviously contacts is very important. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you have a guy like uh Halan who plays on a shitty team, like you know, last year and could barely yeah. get 30 goals this year. He's getting 40 goals, you know, in a good team. So things happen, right. When you get a good support. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. That, that, that's good. Anything else you want to chat about since we got, no, that's all for me. You know, we yeah. just got to enjoy the last, uh, you know, potentially a few days before we're maybe not in the Bundesliga anymore. Enjoy it while we're a Bundesliga team. Uh, have fun the last couple weeks of the season. Um, you know, don't don't take it for granted is all I'm saying. Yeah, you know that that is the biggest takeaway I think because um, this no matter what the result happens this weekend and in the in the must win game, you know you got to kind of enjoy it, and embrace the little things, and uh, you never know when it might be your last chance uh, for a while uh, in, the, in the top league. So take everything, don't take anything for granted, and, and enjoy the moments while we got it. So all we can do. So we got what four days, five days. Till next game, um, yeah, man. Think positivity, I guess. Find uh, find another goal scorer. That's what we gotta do. So, I'm open to whoever. I'm not what's available. Ka- what's Kazuki up to these days? 
Yeah. What? What is that? What is he up to, man? Injury, man. I forgot about him. It happened so long yeah. ago. Yeah. God. God. Comment of the night sky. <laughs> Haley's comment there. Comes and goes, right? Uh, mostly for 85 years. So. All right, Jack. Uh, anything you want to plug in before we uh, get out of here before the half hour mark? Which is awesome. Nah, that's all for me. Yeah, no, that's that's also awesome for me. Uh, Gerds in the house says, uh, "Stay optimistic, Glukalf. Glukalf, indeed." Uh, I got nothing to plug as as well. Um, but let's keep it short and sweet. Get out of here before the half hour mark. And uh, yeah, if you want to follow us, uh, make sure you, our tags are right here, or both our handles. But uh, follow us at Shock America. Everywhere and anywhere on social media. And uh, make sure if you haven't done so yet, follow us on YouTube. Like the video. It would be much, uh, much appreciated. So uh, for Jack, well, let me find an out, outro video first. <laughs> for Jack, for myself, uh, we'll catch you uh, on the next Victory Monday podcast uh, next week, hopefully. <laughs> we'll catch you soon. Blue cow.